August the 5th, starting with Proverbs chapter 20, verses 22 and 23. Don't say, I will get even for this wrong. Wait for the Lord to handle the matter. The Lord detests double standards. He is not pleased by dishonest scales. Psalm 27, verses 7 through 14. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through chapter 2, verse 5. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish, since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended, and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. The foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes, or powerful or wealthy, when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan, for I decided that while I was with you, 
I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust, or so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Ezra chapter 1 verse 1 through chapter 2 verse 70. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy he had given through Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout his kingdom. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has appointed me to build him a temple at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Any of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem in Judah and rebuild this temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives in Jerusalem. And may your God be with you. Wherever this Jewish remnant is found, let their neighbors contribute toward their expenses by giving them silver and gold, supplies for the journey and livestock, as well as voluntary offering for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then God stirred the hearts of the priests and Levites and the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin to go to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And all their neighbors assisted by giving them articles of silver and gold, supplies for the journey, and livestock. They gave them many valuable gifts in addition to all the voluntary offerings. King Cyrus himself brought out the articles that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the Lord's temple in Jerusalem and had placed it in the temple of his own gods. Cyrus directed Mithradath, the treasurer of Persia, to count those items and present them to Sheshbazar, the leader of the exiles returning to Judah. This is a list of the items that were returned. Gold basins, 30. Silver basins, 1,000. Silver incense burners, 29. Gold bowls, 30. Silver bowls, 410. Other items, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Sheshbazar brought all of these along with the exiles uh, when the exiles went from Babylon to Jerusalem. Here is the list of the Jewish exiles of the provinces who returned from their country, returned from their captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they originally lived. Their leaders were Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reuliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpar, Bigvi, Rehum, and Baana. This is the number of the men of Israel who returned from exile. The family of Parosh, 2,172. The family of Shephatiah, 372. The family of Ara, 775. The family of Pahath Moab, descendants of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, the family of Elam, 1,254, the family of Zatu, 945, the family of Zakai, 760, the family of Banai, 642, 
the family of Bebai, 623, the family of Asgad, 1222, the family of Adonikim, 666, the family of Bigvi, 2056, the family of Aden, 454, the family of Ater, descendants of Hezekiah, 98, the family of Bezai, 323, the family of Jorah, 112, the family of Hashum, 223, the family of Gibar, 95, the people of Bethlehem, 123, the people of Netophah, 556, the people of Anothoth, 128, the people of Beth Asmaveth, 42, the people of Kiriath Jerim, Kephirai, and Beeroth, 743, the people of Ramah and Geba, 621, the people of Mikmash, 122, the people of Bethel and Ai, 223, the citizens of Nebo, 52, the citizens of Makbish, 156, the citizens of West Elam, 1,254, the citizens of Harim, 320, the citizens of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725, the citizens of Jericho, 345, the citizens of Sena, 3,630. These are the priests who returned from exile, the family of Jediah, through the line of Jeshua, 973, the family of Emmer, 1,052, the family of Pashur, 1,247, the family of Harim, 1,017. These are the Levites who returned from exile, the families of Jeshua and Kadmiael, descendants of Hodaviah, 74, the singers of the family of Asaph, 128, the gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Ater, Talman, Akub, Hatati, or Hatita, and Shobai, 139. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Zaiha, Hasufa, Tabaoth, Keros, Sayaha, Padon, Lebena, Hagaba, Akub, Hagab, Shalmai, Hanan, Gedel, Gahar, Reaya, Rezin, Nekoda, Gazam, Uza, Pasea, Besai, Asna, Meunim, Nefusim, Bakbuk, Hakufa, Arhu, Basluth, Mahida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tema, Neziah, and Hatifa. The descendants of these servants of King Solomon returned from exile, Sotai, Asophereth, Peruda, Ja'ala, Darkan, Gedel, Safatiah, Hatil, Pokareth, Hazabain, and Ami. In all, the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants numbered 392. Another group returned at this time from the towns of Telma, Telmela, Telaharsha, Kerub, Adan, and Emmer. However, they could not prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. 
This group included the families of Deliah, Tobiah, Nakoda, a total of 652 people. Three families of priests, Hobiah, Hakoz, and Barzillai, also returned. This Barzillai had married a woman who was a descendant of Barzillai of Gilead, and he had taken her family name. They searched for their names in the genealogical records, but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a priest could consult the Lord about the matter uh, by using the Urim and Thummim, the sacred lots. So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah, in addition to 7,337 servants and 200 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they arrived at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the family leaders made voluntary offerings toward the rebuilding of of God's temple on its original site, and each leader gave as much as he could. The total of their gifts came to 61,000 gold coins, 6,250 pounds of silver, and 100 robes for the priests. So the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled in the villages near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. And that concludes the reading of the word for August the 5th.